The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. Hey guys, this is not the EPL show this week. This is a special edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast featuring international football, which is back this weekend. That's why we have no PL. And we're going to focus on a couple of major boxing matches that are taking place this weekend, including Amir Khan returning to the ring and a massive fight between Sean Porter and Danny Garcia, which is a complete toss-up. So before I get to that, I am going to focus on some of the international football that we have going on this weekend. Um, Let's start with the England game, which I'm going to tomorrow, which is probably the pick of the bunch taking place tomorrow. Uh, England versus Spain. England obviously had the better World Cup out of these two, and it is in the UEFA Nations League, uh, something that's been designed to make these what used to be called friendly games a lot more interesting. Uh, England, 19-10. to 10. The draw, 11-5, and despite having a worse World Cup than England and having a new manager, Spain are at 17-10 to 10 to win this one. I'm not too sure where we go with this game. Um... It's really interesting to see Spain away favourites against England who were the semi-finalists at the World Cup. Obviously, flukes and upsets do happen and that's what it was really when Russia beat Spain. But Spain didn't look right through the whole tournament. They struggled to beat... Morocco. They struggled to beat Iran. They um, they didn't beat Portugal. In fact, they didn't beat Morocco in the last game. They, they drew, um, and they struggled to beat Iran, and they, and they didn't beat Portugal either. That was a game which could have gone either way. So Spain came out of the World Cup with um, two wins, a draw, and a loss on penalties. So technically, didn't actually really lose any games in ninety minutes. So. Whereas England got to the semi-finals and actually lost three games. They lost twice to Belgium. And uh, obviously that extra time uh, debacle against Croatia where they just completely switched off after controlling the first hour. And it was just a shame because England played one bad hour in that World Cup. It was the last 30 minutes of normal time and the 30 minutes of extra time. And um, yeah, the, the, the one bad hour obviously cost them. You can't afford to completely switch off for an hour as Croatia proved when they beat England I'm leaning towards the draw in this game. Uh, I don't think Spain can just come to Wembley 
and win um, that comfortably. I think it would be quite disappointing for England, whose fans are quite boosted uh, off the back of the World Cup, just to come crashing down here and then suffer a home defeat. Plus, England don't really suffer too many home defeats. I'm going to put out um, England plus one at uh, one to two. Uh, you can probably get it at four to seven as well. Um, and I also like the draw in this game. I don't see either team winning this game, basically, is how I'm going towards it, which makes the draw a really good price at 11 to five. I just hope it's not a nil-nil draw where it's very conservative. It'd be interesting like how this Nations League format really brings people out and uh, and yeah, that obviously is the big game. So, I mean, that's coupled with getting other games which I'm not too interested in covering and don't really cover much betting potential. Uh, Luxembourg, Moldova, Estonia, Greece, uh, Switzerland, Israel, Finland, Hungary, Belarus, San Marino, and Northern Ireland versus Bosnia-Herzegovina. I am going to put a bet out for Switzerland um, versus Iceland. I Sorry, I said Israel earlier, but it's Iceland. Um, Iceland kind of peaked at the last European Championship and other than a spirited performance against Argentina didn't do too much they're really disappointing when Nigeria beat them and um, Switzerland had quite a decent World Cup overall even though they they did, did end up exiting at the second round stage to, to Sweden prior to that and prior to that very very boring and conservative game where nobody wanted to lose they had drawn against Brazil and they had played really good football to get a victory against Serbia which is difficult to do Serbia were one of the dark horses in that World Cup like Croatia but obviously Croatia stronger team and had the much stronger run but but Serbia exited the group because Switzerland beat them and um, Switzerland also managed to grab that point against Brazil as well. So Switzerland are no mugs. They, they yes they did exit the World Cup against against Sweden uh, against Sweden, but like I said, both teams kind of got dragged down in that one by each other's negativity. I think Switzerland were better off playing for it. Uh, they're going to be home against Iceland. I strongly fancy Switzerland to take this pretty seriously, uh, come out and play um, against Iceland, come out and play against the home fans and get a win here at odds of around about 8 to 11, 7 to 10 kind of area. Um, so that's another one I, I want to get on. I want to get on Switzerland there to, to beat Iceland. I do think that they'll, that they'll come out and turn it on in that game. Another game I want to cover, which is not Nations League and it's outside of Europe, is the USA-Brazil game. Um, USA 10 to 1. The draw is nine to two. <coughs> Sorry, I apologise for that. Uh, the draw is nine to two, and uh, Brazil are one to three favourites. You know, despite the fact that they got to the quarterfinals, that's actually a letdown for Brazil, um, especially being beaten so clean by Belgium. It's almost more acceptable when you lose on a penalty shootout or something like that. Which and Brazil are not expected to lose to teams in ninety minutes. However. In contrast to their World Cup at home, I think exiting at the World Cup at the quarterfinal stage to Belgium by two by uh, two goals to one is a lot more respectable than losing seven-one in a World Cup semi-final to Germany. So I don't know whether this Brazil team are improved or not, but they do take friendly seriously because they play nearly all their friendlies outside of Brazil because it's money for them. Um, Nike like them to do it which is why I expect them to put on an impressive performance uh, against the US. I'm not going to take the um, the outright win. I'm going to take the minus one handicap, which is available at 
11 to 10. I, I think um, USA might take a bit of a uh, a bit of a beating here. Another game that's going on over the weekend is Argentina versus Guatemala. Uh, now Argentina are 1 to 16. It's 10 to 1 the draw and it's 28 to 1 on Guatemala. Obviously, it's not no point in you giving out Argentina to win this game. That's obvious. It's just going to be a case of how many goals uh, they win by. I like two bets here. Guatemala are not going to get near the Argentina goal. So Argentina to win without Guatemala scoring at minus 200 is a really decent bet. In addition to that, Argentina minus two, which would mean Argentina winning by, by three goals in this game, is four to six, which is minus 150. So I like that as well. Uh, so two, two selections there, two South American selections for you guys to go on. Uh, moving on to Sunday. Uh, the pick of the games on Sunday is, of course, France going up against Holland. Um, France one to two minus two hundred again, ten to three to draw, and five to one on Holland. Now France drew nil nil against Germany yesterday, but this is the real homecoming. This is the coming home, the World Cup, the celebration, the party, and I think they'll be in party mode. There is a statistic with the teams that win the World Cup the last five times don't win their first game and France continued on with that statistic by not winning the first game but this is but usually the first game after the World Cup is like a home game it's more of a party I don't think France are necessarily going to fall into that trap they played a really strong team against Germany in fact nearly all the players that played in the World Cup final and they'll do it again here I think against Holland um, Holland are not that great they're in a um in a rehabilitation phase and I think they will be able to to come back um, especially when they have feet, a lot of feeder clubs like um, like Ajax and Feyenoord always bringing through players but they're not going to get anything out of this game I think France are definitely um, definitely going to beat Holland in the um, in the Nations League game on Sunday Moving on from the from the soccer and the football now, I want to talk about these uh, these boxing matches that are happening at the weekend. I'm going to start with Britain's Amir Khan, um, who's who's going up against um, Samuel Vargas, who's slightly better than the the last opponent that he faced. However, last time Amir Khan had his opponent out there in one round, and I think that's kind of swaying the bookies into. Um, into betting this a certain way. Now, Amir Khan hasn't really knocked anyone out for a long time before that last particular fight, which was a tune-up fight. And it obviously wasn't supposed to go one round, but it doesn't mean that Amir Khan has all of a sudden discovered all this knockout power overnight, which means pricing this line at there being over 8.5 rounds at 5-4 to four is quite a generous price because they're basically only giving Amir Khan 8 rounds to get this guy out of here, whereas there's quite a good chance for most Amir Khan fights that it does go to distance, or at least it will go to the latter rounds. Um, if you want to play this one completely safe and win some money, which I think we have a really great chance of doing here, um, I would take that 5-4 to four down. I would take it all the way down to 6.5 rounds because all you have to do, or there's, there's another prop bet if you go to some bookies and it will say 7th um, round or over, which is the way I would prefer to bet it. Now, that's bang in the middle at 10-11 to 11 at your minus 110. So all you really need to do here is have Samuel Vargas kind of navigate the first half of this fight without getting himself knocked out. And if you see round 7... You win. I think Khan will win this fight. Um, I think he'll win in rounds 10, 11, or 12, or maybe even points. Um, I don't think there's much to go on. Obviously, any time, any place in boxing, you can get hit with a punch 
and it can end the fight for you. Um, whereas um, that, I think, believe what I believe that is what happened last time out for Amir Khan. Um, but you never know; he, he may have developed bionic powers, and uh, he may carry them through to this fight, and we may see a new, new Amir Khan. But I don't think so. I still think that Khan. He's primarily um, a very good technical boxer who um, who has a very susceptible chin. If he all of a sudden has developed the skill to start getting people out of there and, and adding that to his technical boxing, then the chin factor isn't going to be such a big problem for him because he's going to be stopping people so early that... Um, that you know there's not going to be a chance to land on his chin that's the problem with Amir Khan even against someone like Canelo he won every single round before Canelo put him down on the floor and that's always the problem when you have kind of what's been known as a weak chin which is what Amir Khan has a reputation for having I personally don't think he does every time I think I just think he has a bad defense uh, all the shots that have knocked Amir Khan out have been the cleanest punches you've ever seen in your life look go and look at the shot that um canelo alvarez landed on amir khan to put him down it was ridiculous same one that danny garcia landed um so he takes clean shots because he doesn't bother defending um but yeah i don't think khan has developed the power overnight and uh, I, I do think we will get our seven rounds here moving on to man i just mentioned danny garcia he goes up against sean porter massive fight this one um could be an eliminator to to go and fight Keith Terman or, or or even you know other things like maybe a, a fight against um, the aforementioned Amir Khan. Um, I think Khan is possibly lining himself up for for Kell Brook, but you just never know. It just seems like in the last couple of years the big fights are being made. Um, it didn't take as long to make Mayweather versus McGregor as it did to make Mayweather Pacquiao. Like, um, it, I mean, obviously, we've got Dante Wilder and Anthony Joshua struggling along, but at the same time, we, we could be getting Wilder and Fury being made. It seems like, you know, there's certain fighters that are trying to protect their investment or the promoters are trying to protect their investment and uh, they don't come out and have the fights that everybody want. We, we saw that with, with Mayweather where he was avoiding Amir Khan for some time and we saw, um, probably because of the speed, and people say, oh, well, why would you fear Amir Khan? Because of the speed, the speed kills. And that was a terrible fight for Mayweather to take. He specifically avoided that fight throughout his whole career. And um, in addition to that, Anthony Joshua, I don't think wants any part of Dante Wilder. But you have people like um, Sean Porter and Danny Garcia, two prime examples of people that will fight anybody and I I don't think for one minute if Garcia wins this fight that he will avoid a rematch with Amir Khan at any point uh, let's look at the odds at these two uh, a lot of money's gone on on Garcia because he's now 8-13 to 13 and Sean Porter is 5-4 to four. the line opened up with uh, Danny Garcia at 8-11 and Sean Porter at 5-4 to four. don't understand this line movement really because it, it is a pick and fight um, it is more than likely going to go to points I like the distance but it's very very short at uh, 2 to 5 you'll be lucky to find a minus 200 on that um, I don't I mean if anyone knocks anybody out um, it probably will be more likely to be Sean Porter he, do, he does carry more power although obviously as I said if you look back at that punch where Danny Garcia knocked out Amir Khan it was just completely flush and ridiculous it, Look, it made it made uh, Danny Garcia look like he was in a Rocky movie. Um, I'm going to narrowly edge for Garcia here on points at um, six to four. That's plus one fifty. I think that's the way the fight's going to go. Um, but obviously, if you if you 
you know, some people um, listen to Christian Bean on here. He's a big fan of hedging, big fan of like guaranteeing that you secure your money. And there is a way, obviously, to take both fighters on points. If you shop around on somewhere like Oddshark and find where they are both at their best price. And as I just said, Danny Garcia, I've found personally a best price of, of plus 150. But if you fancy Sean Porter, you can go and find him. Oh, the best price that I'm seeing here is, is, uh, is plus 300, three to one. So shop around, maybe take both, maybe just take the, the points overall at, um, at two to five and watch that one roll in. See if you can maybe find minus 200 anywhere, maybe later on in the day when people start, you know, fancying the knockout a little bit more, people start getting into fight mode. I personally don't, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of better opportunities on this fight um, good prices for both as well if you really fancy either one on points but I, but it's really a pick and fight and I'm my pick em is, is Danny Garcia so there you go guys you got some international football you got some boxing um, head over to my site lockbetting.com I do an additional podcast there every week, the European Football Show. Uh, I do a Q&A show where you can ask anything about soccer betting or any other type of betting, including WWE. Um, I do UFC tips. I do US Open tips. We won a massive parlay on the tennis US Open over there. But in order to get that, you will have to look at the packages over there. Um, there's, everything on that page starts from like $3 upwards. So... If you want podcasts, they're very, very cheap for additional podcasts, for extra sports podcasts like this one. That's primarily where I do my boxing. But I reached out to the SGP this week and said, uh, there's no EPL. Can I do a mix of international football boxing? And the SGP always support everything that I do and have done for four years. So thanks for those guys for letting me do this this week. Uh, I am pretty clued up on my boxing. Hopefully this isn't a disaster that, that proves that point incorrect this week. So good luck with your uh, soccer, your soccer betting. Good luck with your um, your boxing bets. As I'm, as I'm doing this, um, as I'm doing this podcast, um, we are about to start the um, the U.S. Open semifinals. Um, I I have a strong feeling that um, Novak Doc, Novak Djokovic is back to his best and um, and will be able to add the U.S. Open to Wimbledon. So that's just a little complete side bet there. Um, just literally popped on my screen, and I just wanted to tell you guys to get some money on uh, on Novak Djokovic because I strongly fancy him for the U.S. Open over there in New York. Thanks for listening, guys. 